Jimmy Ethers T-Money, and welcome to the July 20th Father, Son, and Holy Sport weekly podcast. And just like that, everybody, the NFL offseason is effectively over. After one of the wildest off-seasons we can remember here at Father, Son, Sports, there was a lot of stars moving all over the place, and now the teams are bringing those newly built lineups to training camp and are getting the helmets strapped on, T-Money, getting ready for 2022. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Training camp starts, which means season's right around the corner, man. I, I, there's only 40, 50 days till Rams' bills kick off, and I cannot wait. Oh, that's a nice that's a nice matchup. Hey, most of the veterans report next week, but this week we got the rookies trickling in. What do you think about this guy behind me here, Kenneth Walker? You know, the, what do you think about his chances over there in Seattle coming in as the rookie? Can he take I, over that? I like him a lot. I like him a lot, but I think Penny's going to get a lot more work than people are expecting. Ah, okay, okay. Hey, all right. Well, hey, do us a favor, y'all. Press the like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. And I'm G-Man ST Money right there from L.A. Bringing you football energy with the July 20th edition of the NFL Rundown. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network brought to you by our friends at Wombwise IQ. Hey, let's jump into these questions, T-Money. I got one for you. What do you think about Fournette? He reported overweight, supposedly. Are you concerned about that? I mean, I would be concerned if I was the Bucs. You, you know, you don't really have a second option because they let Ronald Jones go. He supposedly showed up at 260 and played at 230 last year. Now, he says he only showed up at 245. He but said either he way, 245 last year, too. But either way... Um, they said he was 30 pounds overweight, which means they want him at 230. And he showed if he showed up 15 pounds overweight, I'd be concerned, right? He's had an injury history. And on top of that, he was only 19th in rushing last year. I know he caught a lot of balls and that's where a lot of Tom Brady's running backs get utilized, but 19th in rushing and you show up 30 pounds overweight as already a pretty big guy. I'm not too concerned. I think he's feeling a little cushy after signing that three-year, $21 million deal uh, this past offseason. That's right. Hey, wouldn't you? I'd be eating a little few, few extra donuts. I mean, if yeah. I got $7 million a year, I mean, the guy had a great year again, and he got paid for it, gave him the money. So, hey, man, he's feeling good about that. They did not do the job last year, though, so he does have something to prove, man. I guess to come back and, and get after the Rams. But, hey, man, you got to love this situation, especially you fancy people. He's the lone back down there. There's no other back. They didn't bring anybody else in to replace Jones. So he had a heck of a year. He's the lone back. Brady loves him. I think he still, you know, comes and rises to the occasion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'm a big Rashad White guy. I like him. Watch out. Fournette gets hurt. You know, he's going to be the next man up in that backfield. Only $12 million is guaranteed at this contract, too. So be careful, Leonard Fournette, getting a little too over your skis here. After one year, they can <laughs> kind of let you go. So be careful uh, not to put on too many pounds and pull an old Eddie Lacy here. Hey, don't you worry about that. TB12's in charge. He's got this team. He's got Fournette. Don't worry yeah. about that. All right. He better pass the avocado ice cream to Fournette this weekend. 
Well, let's go on to a different uh, guy here. Jamar Chase. Madden recently came out with their rankings, which is highly anticipated by many players and fans. Um, Jamar Chase ended up 18th on the wide receiver ranking list. Was was Madden right? Wrong? Were they way off? I mean, should he have been in the top 10? Was it too high? What are you thinking, G? Oh my God, he's way off. Are you kidding me? This is a home run hitter, Jamar Chase. 18 yards of reception, ranked second best in the NFL behind your boy, Debo Samuel. Chase was second, and he performed in the playoffs, man. How many guys don't do it in the playoffs? He had back-to-back 100-yard games in the first two rounds of the playoff. This guy is a stud. And Madden's way off on this one, but I'll tell you what it is, man. It's Madden's system. It's his culture. He likes longevity. He likes Hall of Famers. He likes tough guys that are in the trenches and are spitting and bleeding and all of that. Chase is too glitzy. Jamar Chase is a glitz, man. He's not in the Madden mode. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Look, I love guys like DJ Moore and, you know, Michael Thomas, Debo Samuel, Debo did great, but DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin. I mean, what have you done for me lately? Michael Thomas was 12th on this list and hasn't really played in two years, right? DJ Moore's fine, but has he ever looked like the best receiver in the NFL? Because Jamar Chase has Adam Thielen at 17 ahead of him. When's the last time Adam Thielen was relevant three years ago? I mean, these are the, the, I get that these guys in the past have been successful. DeAndre Hopkins barely played last year and is going to barely play this year. It's just insane. Some of these names, Tyler Lockett at number 11. Like you can't tell me he's more talented than Jamar Chase. And he didn't produce as much as Jamar Chase. Well, you obviously did your research on the Madden picks and I agree with what you're saying, but there's no way Jamar Chase is 18, man. I agree with you. Did you see him as a rookie taking on some of those D-backs last year? He's not afraid of any of them, and he's schooled a lot of them. This guy oh, yeah. has unbelievable skills, man. Totally agree. Just incredibly, incredibly underrated here. He tweeted out more motivation uh, when yeah. he saw that come out, so that's exciting. And Brady, funny fact, tweeted back at him, hey, they didn't even put me in the Madden game my second year in the league. So funny little tidbit there. Tom Brady was number 12 on the Patriots. They didn't even put his name in the Madden game. So more motivation for Jamar Chase. We all agree, criminally underrated. Hey, Madden, I love your game, man. I schooled T-Money many times in your game, Madden. So I'm not down on your game, man. Uh, T-Money and I played some Madden. We'll play with the best of you. Don't let T-Money and I team up on the same team. Watch Watch out. out, Get us on the sticks. Hey, uh, let's move over to another receiver. Let's go to Minnesota. And let's talk about Justin Jefferson. He says he's the best receiver in the league, man. Is he right? I think he said – I think the exact words were – He's going to be after this season. And okay, well, that's will, a little different. And I will agree with him. I think after this season, Justin Jefferson is going to be crowned the best receiver in the league. Cooper Cup, great, had an incredible year. Wow. Hasn't really done it over multiple years. Like Justin Jefferson's past two years, I would say, are better than Cooper Cup's best past two years. Devontae Adams, incredible. But I don't think his numbers are going to be the same with Derek Carr throwing him the ball in competition with Waller and Renfro now in the Raiders offense, right? So 
I think that Justin Jefferson, yes, after this year, will be the best receiver in the league. He's going to ball out again. Yeah, he said, I'll become the best receiver after this year. You're right. But he needs to settle down, man. He needs to settle down. Be humble. Be humble, man. You don't see Cooper Cup talking that trash talk. Cooper Cup goes out and handles it, and he does it in the Super Bowl. This Cooper Cup's a better player right now. He was better down the stretch. They loaded that offense on Cooper Cup coming down that final drive. Remember the final drive in the Super Bowl? They went to Cup. You tell me when Justin Jefferson delivers like that on that kind of stage, you come back and tell me if you're better than Cooper Cup. Hey, I agree with you, but Kirk Cousins is also his quarterback. I'm talking so, to Justin Jefferson. So I, I know, but Kirk Cousins is his quarterback. I think Justin Jefferson would perform better than Cooper Cup if Matthew Stafford was his quarterback. That's what? my point. So Cooper Cup got a reverse run to get a first down on fourth down. You remember that? What do you think? He's the only running or wide receiver to saying, ever man. do that. Tyree Kill might the be the most dynamic. Tyree Kill and Debo Samuel do that every play. What are you talking I about? See, I don't see Justin Jefferson doing it. Because they had a crap head coach last year. This year is different, man. Zimmer's out. This new guy's hey, in. I'm telling you. Not only – I like what you're saying. I do like that, too. I, I like where Minnesota's going on offense. I do. There is potential there. But I don't even think Justin Jefferson's the best active LSU receiver right now. That's Jamar okay. Chase. Fair Jamar enough. Chase broke – Justin Jeff Jefferson's record for most receiving yards by a rookie. Jamar Chase is better than Justin Jefferson. And he might be, G. He might be. But my thing is, is just Jefferson said after this season, okay? He said after this year, right? I'm saying Cooper Cup's better than him right now. Devontae's better than him right now. But if he does what he did the past two years again, and these guys fall off, then he's the best receiver in the league, and hey. Chase has to do it over multiple seasons to overtake Jefferson. It's the same okay. thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're on the same page, but I'm just more right. That's it. I agree with you. Okay. So who's going to win on a different wide receiver here? We, now let's transition to Devontae Adams. We were just talking about him. Everyone's ah. had him as by far the best number one receiver in the league the past few years, maybe Hopkins here and there. Well, Adams is now no longer with Rodgers. But who's going to win the divorce, Adams or Rodgers? Hey, you should know you've been around long enough. You know, you know who wins in a divorce? Nobody wins in a divorce. And nobody's going to win in this divorce. You're talking about one of the greatest duos in the past few years anyway. These two, Rodgers and Adams, breaking up. It's going to be bad for both of them, man. I don't think it's good for either one. Uh, if you say who's going to edge the other person out, I think it's going to be close. I just see uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of going back into second gear, man. He wants to be this. He wants everybody to love him. He's trying to be Mr. Green Bay Packer. I'm going to go off into the sunset and everybody's going to love me. And he's losing that edge, man. I don't think Devontae Adams has lost that edge yet. I just don't know if Derek Carr can carry him to the same kind of numbers. That's fair. And let me say this. I think that the Packers are going to have more initial success because that division is so bad. But I do think the Raiders will be more successful in the playoffs, meaning they could win a game 
maybe two because of how dynamic that offense is. And I think Derek Carr is criminally underrated as well. I think he's maybe the eighth best quarterback in the league. He just gets severely underrated consistently. And they have crazy amount of weapons. Renfro, um, Waller, maybe one of the best tight ends in the league. And then Adams. I like this duo. And I think Adams wins purely because he's not in Green Bay anymore. And he's in his hometown with his uh, his college quarterback. Like he's got to be thrilled in all aspects to if they're both going to lose in the first round of the playoffs, wouldn't you rather be playing in Vegas with your college teammate and the warmer weather and closer to home? Like sounds like more fun to me. So I'm going to say Adams is going to win this because Rogers is going to be miserable up there throwing to random rookies the whole year. I think Derek Carr has that fire. Derek Carr has a look in his eye. He wants to win. And Devontae Adams, I've seen him when he gets in those modes, man, where he's fired up and he's not going to be stopped. And that's yeah. what he has to be like every down. Be like that every down, Devontae Adams. Come on, man. You got to bring it. Yep. Hey, Agreed. let's go on. Let's, let's go on to another receiver. Worked his way from New England over to Chicago, Nikhil Harry. What do you think, man? Former first rounder, Nikhil Harry. Does he have success in Chicago? No, and I, no. I'm not going to really blame it on him as much as I just don't trust the Giants or sorry, the Bears, Bears. their new head coach, Matt Eberflus, mediocre defensive coordinator from the Colts. Like the Colts weren't anything spectacular. Yeah, I mean, they were good, but that's because of Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner. Like, it's not because they were scheming up anything crazy and they blew a game versus the Jags. Like, are you an elite defensive coordinator? Trevor Lawrence is going to kick you out of the playoffs. I just think I don't really trust the Bears and how they're going to groom Justin Fields here. I, I like Darno Mooney better as a go-to receiver. And Nikhil Harry just didn't look like he was a number one pick with the Patriots and had plenty of opportunities to be that when there was really no one else there. So I'm going to go with, no, I don't really trust Harry. I don't really trust a new head coach. I don't trust the organization. And I don't know if that offensive line is going to hold up enough to even give fields time to throw the ball. Totally agree with you. He's not the best receiver in new England last year, and he's not a wide receiver one. So, Hey man, this guy was not a number one pick. The New England did it again, just like you and I talked during the draft. They did not pick a real number one. He, he's he's not a number one pick, a first round pick. Uh, yep. They traded, they traded him for a seventh rounder, which is probably where he should have been. No, he's not going to rise to the occasion. He's going to be okay. Here's his stats: 2019 and his first year, 12 catches for 105 yards. 2020. 33 catches for 309 yards last year, 12 catches for 184 yards. Yeah. He wanted to be out. He wanted to get traded. He got his wish, man. He better bring it. Oh, I know he, he better man. And let me just point out like how bad once again, Bill Belichick is at drafting. Like he is a horrible drafter of not, I mean, defense, I'll give him credit and finding diamonds in the rough. I'll give him credit, but my God, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, McCall Hardman, D.K. Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Hunter Renfro, Darius Slayton. All of those guys were taken after Nikhil Harry in that draft. Yeah. And Bill hey. Belichick thought that that guy was worth a first rounder. So 
I do have again, hope for I do have hope for the Bears. I do think Justin Fields is going to play better this year, but they need help a receiver, man. I don't think he's the answer, and they got to help Justin out. Yeah, well, they had Allen Robinson. They let him go, so they clearly don't care about helping him. But let's go on to a, a, one of the older guys in the league here now, Mr. Tom Brady. All right. What do you think, G-Man? Does the GOAT play his final year this year in Tampa Bay? Uh, does he retire? What's his next move here? He doesn't. He doesn't even know. He has no idea. This guy retires, comes back, retires. Comes, he doesn't know what he's going to do. This guy's 44. He said he's not going to make it five years. Okay, so it's somewhere between now and five years he retires. But he retired last February. He unretired 40 days later. You know, he's going to retire within the next five years. It's here. It's year to year on this guy. They got knocked out of the playoffs by the Rams. The Rams go on and win it all. I don't think he liked that. That's why he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards retirement. I think he had this perfect plan in place. And for once, it didn't, the cards didn't fall so perfect for Mr. Tom Brady. What right? was his plan? His plan was to retire, sign as ownership in Miami, and then get his rights traded to Miami so that he can then be owner and quarterback. And then they were going to also bring in Sean Payton as the head oh, coach. Oh, you still believe in the Miami theory. Okay. That's a real theory. I believe in it wholeheartedly. And then obviously the Brian Flores sued the Dolphins and, and ruined everything. So I don't see where his next move is, right? Like that would have been an awesome little retirement going to Miami and calling it a day. But is he going to come back to Tampa Bay? Because that's really his only option now without Sean Payton. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't see him coming back. I really don't, especially uh, if somehow they win the Super Bowl. If they win the him, Super Bowl, he's done. I never thought him and Arians really got along, but they won games. So you got to give him credit for winning. And, you know, without Arians there, I think Tom feels a little bit better about this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be calling stuff. But no doubt about it, he's excited about his upcoming analyst role with Fox. He signed a 10-year deal worth $375 million with Fox. So he's excited about that. Man. Oh, yeah. That's, that's his next step. Hey, and, it's, and it's more than he made in his entire NFL career. So, of course, he's excited. Hey, little surprise question for you at the end here. Since we're talking about Tom Brady, who do you like to win the NFC title? Odds in Vegas. Uh, got the Bucks as the favorite in the NFC. Do you think they win that NFC title, man? I think the Rams are going to repeat. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Hey, we'll be bringing watch, you all. Watch the Chargers. Oh, that's AFC. Sorry. NFC. Yeah. I like yeah, the Look Rams. for us over the next few weeks. We're going to be breaking down, giving you our picks, everybody. You pay attention on Father Son Sports. We're going to come forward and start picking as we work our way to the beginning of the season. Hey, we hope you are loving the NFL Rundown. It's a special segment brought to you by Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. If you're interested in being a guest on the NFL Rundown, reach out to us. This show is sponsored by WoundWise IQ. It's a patented mobile analytics software app that automatically measures and analyzes chronic and surgical wounds. Just download the app from the App Store. You are ready to go. Learn more at WoundWiseIQ.com. Hey, if you love the show like we love you, and you know we do, press a like and subscribe and look for us. All of our shows, our segments and clips, wherever you play your podcasts, and check out our website, Father, Son, and Holy Sport. 
NFLRundown.com. We'll see you next week for the next NFL Rundown. All right. Peace. All right. Let's move on to the final segment here. Chug and chant. Hey, I'm G-Man. I have T-Money here with me bringing you sports energy with the July 20th edition of the Chug and Chant. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. Hey, y'all, do us a favor. Press that like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. Okay. Hey, let's let's get to it. Let's get to Randy. Let's find whoever Cousin Randy's at. Let's go find him for this week's Chug and Chant. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Cousin Randy coming for you live from the kitchen chugging Shan here because I'm scrubbing my hands clean of this narrative that's going around about a Dallas Cowboy. Let me get this chug in and then I'll chant. All right. Like I said, I'm done. I'm over this narrative that Zeke's done. He's not. Zeke's coming back with a vengeance this year. Everyone's acting like he's over his prime. He had over 1,000 yards last year and 10 rushing touchdowns. Not to say he almost had 300 reception yards and two touchdowns. The guy had 1,300 yards total from scrimmage. He was still a top 10 running back. And I know you don't like fantasy. That's fine. But the guy's been a top seven running back last year, top four the year before, nine the year before. The guy's producing, okay? He's producing. He had his... Second highest yards per carry ever. Uh, back to when he was uh, 2017, 2019, he had 1,300 yards. All these epic seasons. No, this was a great yards per carry season. The offensive line's healthy and better. He says he's in the best shape he's been in in years, and he's healthy for once. They're going to run the ball. Yes, Pollard is good, and he's the lightning. But Zeke's still thunder, and they don't say lightning and thunder. They say thunder and lightning because he's the priority here. Zeke's coming back with the vengeance and going to take the over the NFL running back game again. T-Money, G-Man, what do you think? Boomer bust for Zeke this year. Uh, hey, so <laughs> Randy's bringing it with the Cavs jersey. Thunder and lightning. Hey, you know, Tony Pollard certainly looked like the better back last year, but I do agree with Randy that Zeke is the thunder. Zeke, if Zeke performs better, I think he will get more touches. Yeah. Well, do you think he's going to, though? Well, do I think he's going to if he performs better? Is he going to have a resurgence? I don't think, uh, and if I was a fantasy guy, I wouldn't be too excited about him because of Pollard. And I think Pollard's going to cut into his, his, his touches just like he did last year. And, hey, we, we talked about Fournette a couple shows ago and the need to kind of, you know, you got these running backs that are getting older. I'm not saying Zeke's old, uh, but he's got a lot of older, miles on him. He's got a lot of miles on him. And I think as they get older, why not, why not split up some of the touches, make them last longer? Yeah, and that's what I've heard a lot of people theorize is they're going to try to keep Zeke fresh, right? It's yeah, not about just crushing it every single game it's mainly down the stretch big games playoff games they want zeke to be able to be zeke in those games and so that's where he's going to shine and pollard will kind of take the load away from him i think zeke's going to have a very good year as well but i'd be worried man mccarthy's saying that he loves the way zeke looks zeke's in the best shape he's ever seen so mccarthy is 
backing Zeke. I think everyone just assumes that Pollard's going to be there and that there was, um, and that Pollard was better, but I, Zeke said he was injured last year and had a hamstring problem. I, I got to believe him. Like I said, like Randy said, he had over a thousand yards. Like people are bashing this guy, like he's falling off a cliff and I get his yards per game are coming down, but still at over a thousand yards. He was still a top 10 running back in the league um, by total yards and rushing yards. So, I mean, give the guy some credit. Like he's not, he's not falling off a cliff. He's just not the number one or two wide running back in the league. Like he was when he came in. He has some big stats for the year, but the guy was terrible down the stretch average, just three and a half yards a carry and three and 3.7 yards per target. Over the final nine games, that's not going to do it, man. Yeah, overall, overall, right now he's ranked 16th in the league. He's behind James Conner. He's behind Javante Williams. I think the guy is fired up. I think yeah. he is coming in to prove something. I mean, he's got to be sick of hearing this. Yeah, and here he is coming in, man. And I, I just, I, I want to ask you a quick question here about this. Who do you trust the most when you look at these these backs? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you where they're ranked. Right now, these three backs all had injuries. Tell me which one you would like to have on your team if you were an NFL owner. You like Zeke at 27. He had a PCL ligament injury, supposedly partially torn. He's 27 years old. Saquon coming off the ACL, 25 years old. You got Cam Makers coming off the Achilles, 23 years old. Which guy would you want on your team this year, man? I'm going to go with Saquon. I think he has less miles and the most talent of those guys. And Achilles just scares the living crap out of me. Zeke does have a lot of miles on him. I think potential wise, I think Saquon could have a mediocre year for himself and match Zeke's numbers, but he, if he's back to himself, he could lead the league in rushing. So I think Zeke's the, or, or Saquon is the best of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of agree with you there, man. Hey, when Prescott and Elliott entered the league together, they both came in in 2016. Elliott led the league in rushing in two of his first, first three seasons. So they were giving him the rock, man, yeah. those first three years. And, you know, maybe that's starting to take a toll on him. Hey, we hope you all love the Chug and Chat this week. Special segment brought to you by Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. If you're interested in being a sponsor or guest chugger on the show, let us know. And if you love us like we loved you, press that like and subscribe. Our viewers keep going up, and we think it's going to go skyrocketing. You like our new look? Hey, we hope you love it. Check us out uh, wherever you play your podcasts. Find our other segments and look at fathersonandholysport.com. You can buy merchandise out there. We will see you next week for another Chugger Chant. All right, peace.